Hey there, welcome to LSAT Demon Daily. I'm Ala and I'm joined by the wonderful Beth today. Um, we're both teachers at LSAT Demon, which you can find at lsatdemon.com. Um, so looks like we've got an email here from um, an anonymous listener. We love, we love our listeners. So it says, hey Demon team, can you please create a podcast on how to focus on the LSAT while in a long-term relationship? and whether staying single to better focus on the LSAT is recommended. I would especially love to see Ala, Chris, and Beth's point of view. Chris is not here with us, but we carry him in our hearts as we do this podcast. Um, and it says, thanks a lot, Anonymous. So do you have any first thoughts, Beth? Yeah, well, thanks for asking this, and especially thanks for asking our thoughts on this. Um, Definitely happy to try and help out to answer this question. I don't want to read too much into maybe what this question is asking, but I think like my gut reaction to this is we have, we, you know, the collective we, we studied for the LSAT as well. And now Ola and I are both in law school. Um, we've got to be able to manage more than just one thing, right? So this question almost seems like a priorities question. Like, hey, should I pause other things in my life um, in order to prioritize the LSAT? And I would say you should not do that. Um, I would say, yeah, prioritize the LSAT. It's an important test. Um, but I actually would kind of be bummed to see people, you know, decide to hold off on other things that will bring them joy in their life um, just in order to study for this test. Um, because like looking forward to, I think things kind of ramp up after the LSAT, like law school is in my experience, at least it's a little bit more demanding than the LSAT ever was. And I'm expecting just, just a smidge, <laughs> just a little bit, just a little bit. And, uh, I'm expecting the same to be true of a legal career, right? So I would say, do not hold off on things that are good in your life. What do you think about that? I totally love that you said priorities because that I think is ultimately what this question is getting at. And it's um and I think it comes from a good place. I think this the student is asking us essentially like do I have to pay this price in order to do well on the LSAT, right? And I I don't think it has to be an either or mutually exclusive type of scenario at all. In fact, I would rather think about it as stuff that like nourishes you, stuff that gives you juice to go further versus stuff that doesn't. And I think it's it's interesting that we're talking about this in the context of relationships, but I don't think this has to be like romantic relationships at all. I think this can just be like relationships in general. There are people that I learned I had to spend less time with or spend time differently with because I realized I'm starting a thing and some people aren't on my side, you know? So making those kinds of fixes and then I also was actually spending more time, honestly, with people that were giving me the ability to go like, okay, I'm going to stay consistent. I'm not going to apply this cycle. I'm not going to risk my shot on a particular score. I'm going to go the distance. So I think if we're talking in terms of priorities, I would say, like Beth said, prioritize the things that help you go further for longer and deprioritize the things that are pulling you back. So that could literally be like, eating poorly or like going out drinking all the time, right? Those kinds of things are probably a deficit to you in some way. They're pulling you back. Maybe don't do as much of that, right? And then 
if you can do more of things like taking a walk outside, meditating, journaling, you know, whatever version that takes. And I think if you can just try and like make that like shift of like more of the good stuff and less of the bad stuff, you're in the right track. And I would say it works the same way for relationships. Yeah, totally agree. I think like on, on saying that, yeah, it goes to more things. It's like the same reason I would say don't quit something like working out to study for the LSAT. Don't quit that as you start law school to keep those things that are like good for you, keep you well. That being said too, like if you're looking for an excuse to break up with somebody, go for it. You don't need my permission to do that. (laughs) Um, But that's like the, like that's for you to decide though, right? Decide what is working out for you. And I would say the LSAT is probably not a good reason to quit anything in your life. Like read a book too. Don't decide not to read anymore because you want to spend eight hours a day studying. We don't want to see you studying for eight hours a day. Really, we recommend like one to two hours a day max. Um, Like don't quit your job to study for the LSAT. I actually think you're better off continuing to work and actually keeping your mind doing other things, maybe making money still before law school. And really just putting that quality hour or two a day towards the LSAT. Couldn't agree more. I think what it comes down to ultimately is your ability to go like, hey, um, there's this other thing I'm adding to my life, which is going to like, I'm not saying it's a zero sum game, but when you use an hour or two on the LSAT, you are by definition not using that hour or two on other things. So yeah, your relationships might be a little bit strained because you're not having as much time to contribute, right? If you're like a parent, you're going to have to sacrifice some time with your kids, right? Those kinds of things are going to be affected. Um, And I don't think we're trying to like sugarcoat that by any means. But like, you know, even in recording this podcast, Beth and I were talking about how like, we have to prioritize doing this in a way that doesn't like burden us, right? Because we're law school students, we have to prioritize things differently. But one of the things actually my Dean of Academic Success was really prioritizing telling us was that you have to find your things that are like your like non-negotiables, like the things that you won't give up. And for me, that's like my relationship. And for Beth, I'm sure that's also like her relationship, right? Like we have things that we know for a fact are the reason why we're able to keep going that's why we have like you know our batteries are charged right because we Mm -hmm. have you know support systems and people around us that we're very grateful to have and it's just kind of a fact that that's what's happening for us so you need to figure out whether or not like that's the way things are going for you and if they're not going that way like like that said you don't need our either of our permissions to change those things but in terms Mm -hmm. of like time management and priorities i think it's it's good to remember that these things have like the op- the ability to do both of those things for you. And that management that we're doing of like, we want to make sure this podcast is helpful, but we also don't want to burden ourselves to the point where we're like neglecting our readings, right? To do this. So we're playing that balancing game the same way you are. And it could be like on something as mundane as a podcast or something potentially much more serious, like a relationship. But ultimately it's the same game, regardless of what you care about. Totally. It's all about balance. Yeah. And I think a good way to practice that too is like if it's before law school for you, get a job, right? Do some work 
Um, try and get a job, get to know lawyers, maybe get a job at a law firm or something. See if you like it, see what it's like. Yeah. So I know that kind of that idea gets tossed around at the demon all the time. So I won't belabor that one too much. Um, but I think, I think we could leave it there, right? So good luck to you, anonymous, um, on your LSAT studies. I hope all goes well and, uh, yeah, that you crush it. So anything else you would add all of before we sign off? No, I don't think so. Um, the Maybe the only thing that occurred to me towards the end here is to remind folks that this is an opportunity more than it is um, something that you're being punished for. And I try to remind my students about this all the time. The LSAT is an opportunity. Like, I don't know about you, Beth, but I am so, like every day I'm surprised by how many LSAT strategies I'm using to get through my readings or to get through class. It's like, you know, so yeah. it's it's an opportunity to prioritize effectively for yourself. And we failed many times as we got through the LSAT to do that. But those failures are now helping me to like balance working, you know, balance relationships, balance bills and, and finances and all of these things while going through the uh, through law school. So just remember that this can be seen as an opportunity, not as like a thing that's bearing down on you. Yeah, that is such a good point. And on that too, last thing I'll say about it as well, the concepts even from the LSAT pop up almost every day that I'm in class. Um, so I am just starting to piece together why the law school admission test is the law school admission test. It's not something you just finish up and you can forget all of those concepts forever. Um, it is extremely useful to learn the LSAT and then apply it later. So, yeah. All right. Well, thank you for writing in. Uh, you can email daily at lsatdemon.com if you'd like to ask us a question or share some LSAT or law school admissions news. Thanks for listening.